Hello and welcome to Chanel and Muck Boots. I'm Suzanne Caprell. Today we are visiting with Daniela Prado and we are right now in Germany. Um, they're a little bit ahead of us. It's eight o'clock here in the States, Eastern Standard Time. Daniela, welcome so much and thank you for being with us. Hi, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> thank you. What time is it over there in Germany right now? Well, right now it's two o'clock, uh, well, 2 p.m. 2 p.m., so two in the afternoon. And yeah. how, are you, how are you doing? Um, you know, we're, we're going through the global pandemic of, of uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19. How are you personally doing and uh, how is your family doing? Well, luckily we're all healthy. That's, that's a good thing. But, uh, of course, we have some mixed feelings about it. Um, especially here, we live in a, a three-generational house. So I live in one house with my children, um, my husband and my parents and of course this uh well is is a little bit more difficult than if we lived alone because we have to take care of my parents you have three generations living in your home exactly wow and then uh, do you have designated um designated family members who perhaps do the errands i mean we are presuming you are still in a at-home state a lockdown state is also the terminology that i've been hearing Exactly. So, um, yeah, we uh, we try to, to stay home as much as we can, but of course we need to uh, buy things, for example, to, to uh, go shopping. There's no way around it. You have to go to a supermarket from time to time. We try uh, not to enter the big ones, so we try to uh, buy vegetables um, at a nearby farm, for example, or eggs and milk and everything we can get in, in local little stores, we try to, to purchase there uh, so that the contact to other people is as um, small as it can be. Mm -hmm. And so, and, um, yeah. I'm sorry, um, the, how big is the town? What's the town that you live in? I live in Mülheim. That's uh, in the rural area. It's, um, well, the town itself is not that big, but um, we live close to to very big cities. So we're if you if you look at the Germany map, right um, in the um, west of Germany, you you see one area <laughs> which is full of little cities and bigger cities, and that's the area we live in. So it's um, it's big if you have a look at it as a whole area. Right, right. And what kind of businesses are in your area, your immediate area and then the surrounding area? We have uh, a lot of steel industry, for example, here or, um, well, we're close to Dusseldorf. Did, did, have you heard about it? It's, it's a town where we have big airports, stuff like this. So we have um, a lot of uh, uh, industry here. We are in the area of former mining industry. So coal mining is one of the, of the big industries we had here. And then how, how are the industries, how, how are the businesses being impacted, affected by what's going on with the uh, coronavirus? Well, actually, um, it depends on the business you're in. Uh, what, what we notice is that, uh, for example, my husband's uh, company is, is struggling, of course, but not that much as other companies, but we notice it um, um, by them starting short time work can you say it like this is like they shorten the the time of work for so people they reduce the hours that they're working yeah they're reducing the hours and um there's a program the government uh, started to uh, support 
companies and industries um, by supporting them financially. And so this affects a lot of companies, no matter what, what area you look at. So many have to shorten, reduce the hours. And um, that in, in our case, well, luckily, uh, I work as a teacher and um, I have my full salary. So this affects us, but not that much as other families who depend on two companies that are shortening and reducing the hours. So um, luckily, we are not that affected, but in my, uh, well, the, the families I know or my friends uh, feel that a lot. So yeah, um, especially no, small companies suffer. Yeah. So it, it always depends on, on the on the size of the company, I guess. Mm-hmm. And when did schools close for you? Because I would imagine your schools are closed mm-hmm. for, for the foreseeable future. Yes, yes. our schools closed in March. Uh, 16th of March was uh, the first day of, of closing. And they are going to remain closed until the 19th of April, for sure. Because mm-hmm. that's the, the Easter holiday, uh, well, the, the, the end of the Easter holidays. And afterwards, we're still not quite sure how we're going to go on. So um, we have some kind of an emergency custody for kids who need to be uh, looked after, Um, of course, because some parents have to work. I mean, if you work as a doctor in a hospital, you cannot stay at home. That's totally clear. So these kids have to be uh, taken care of. But we're not quite sure how it's going to go on. So we also have um, the final school exams in in april usually they were postponed already so they're going to um be made in in may but uh, we're not quite sure how we're going to prepare everybody and how it's going to go on so we're we're waiting right now and then we also think of the children um you know there are children who don't have the best home lives and they go to school to get their nourishment to have their their meals and um the interaction yeah. and the safety and, um, you know, is there any thought about the kids over there who, you know, maybe have no way to reach out for help, those individuals, especially the students, the younger kids? I think that's that's a big problem, especially for for kids who, who need this this social structure or this um, this social, how could you say, contact at school with their teachers and their co-students to maybe even escape home for a while. Yes, that's something we're facing, I think, all over the world right now. We have some some helplines, phone phone numbers they can um, call, but I guess it's pretty hard for them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I stay in contact with my students uh, via email. I um, offer them to write to me, not only about the subject I'm teaching but to tell me how they feel I mean the good thing is that I teach foreign languages so they that's that's an exercise for them and at the same time they might have somebody to contact that's very good so you made yourself available for that outreach and and yeah that lifeline that sense of security that's wonderful that that you did that Yes, how and many- all of my colleagues do the same. I mean, I, I talk to them uh, regularly and uh, everybody's like very, very in, in touch with their students and in contacting them and in constant um, exchange. How are the numbers in your area as far as the, uh, the cases of confirmed coronavirus? I can look up uh, the right number for now, but we uh-huh. we've had quite a lot. It changes Although, daily. I mean, it changes, it changes on a daily basis. Hours. So uh, let me check it quickly. Um, okay, sure. Um, 
but I guess that um, well, they, they are still still reaching, so they are still rising. There's uh, more numbers every day. Are you seeing it affects mode mostly the elderly? I, you know, here in the the United States, um, Pennsylvania, where I am, um, we are seeing an increase of younger ages, twenty five to forty five, who are mm-hmm. actually getting. Um, experiencing the uh, the uh, coronavirus and carrying it, obviously, and transmitting it, which is something that no one really expected several weeks ago. It was kind of an older person's um, issue, but yeah. that's not the case anymore. It's everyone. This affects every single person. So we need to be so aware of our, of our spacing, um, how we mm-hmm. cough, how we interact, how often we go out. Absolutely. That's well. I think I think that the numbers are are difficult to to uh, purchase because uh, many people don't feel their infection. So yeah. there might be many people who don't even notice they're infected. So um, and they they at the same time can affect those living with them or those uh, having contact to them. So um, here, of course. Luckily, our health system is quite quite good, I guess. Although it could be it could be improved, but I think compared to other countries, um, at least we have we have a healthcare system that uh, everybody that is available to everybody, so everybody can get their medical attention. And uh, that way, I think that here, although the numbers are rising, we're still on a level that can be controlled somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what affects this is that that really a lot of, of young people are aware of them being the ones carrying the virus around and, and uh, being the ones infecting their grandparents or parents. So I think they're taking good care of themselves. I think here. Although just as everywhere in the world, you have these under uh, well how could you say these secret parties or something oh, i yeah. think that's that's a problem everywhere Absolutely. yes it is we see that we see that here in the states uh some parks some public places barbecues yeah. parties gatherings and it's just yeah. the worst thing that you could possibly be doing absolutely yeah. Although here we have this contact ban, um, they started uh, also in March, actually, uh, they started, um, well, we, we don't have like a, a, a strict quarantine for everybody. That's mm-hmm. the case. But um, we have a contact ban, so you're not allowed to be um, outside with uh, with more than one other person. So okay. um, I, can, I can walk around with my kids who I live with. It mm-hmm. makes sense right because they they are with me every day so (laughs) there it doesn't matter but uh, we cannot walk around with other families for example so you are allowed to meet one other person to be in groups of two and nothing else so you um, you find that um citizens are for the most part um listening to those strong recommendations those mandates even as far as not going out there they're respecting the rules as it applies to the covid-19 yeah yes and no so um when when i go to the supermarket for example i notice that people people stay away from you so um they are quite polite right now everybody's waiting until you're finished yes. <laughs> <laughs> they jump in and try to get everything that that's quite nice i think uh, people are not uh, are, are developing some kind of uh, sense for privacy and for space they're not trying to invade your space which is uh would 
which would be nice even without Corona times sometimes. Yeah. You see? So, um, and uh, we have a dog, so we need to go out to walk the dog from time to time, of course. And um, there I also notice that even children are aware and try not to, well, they, they communicate, they might say hello, but they yeah. don't go close to each other, which uh, they usually would do. Children are very, very talkative usually and they like to uh, meet other children but even my daughter she's five years old um, she understood and she's aware of uh, having to keep um, some kind of distance to other people so now you live in a multi-generational home yes how many are living in your home right now and what's the age range yeah, we have uh, my two parents um, who are over 70. Well, my mother is turning 70 this year and my father is 74 years old. So they're in this risky group, in this uh, group that uh, goes risk of, of being very sick when they if they are infected. Then we have my sister who suffers from asthma, which is also quite dangerous. Um, but she's young, so we hope that... that uh, she'll stay healthy um and then my husband and i and two kids so my my daughters are 12 and five years old so we're um yeah seven people living here together 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 in in basically yeah. a, you know a, a court in one house, yeah, in one house. we have no chance to really um avoid contact between the grandparents and the grandchildren, which is something um, we should do, which is part of this contact ban. So uh, yeah. the, the politicians and everybody says that, and also the, the um, doctors say that we should not mix the generations. In our case, it's not possible. So no, um, in the same location. You live yeah, together. Sure. Yeah. So, and so at the very beginning, we... Uh, we kept the children in our part of the house um, as long as we could, but now it's been three weeks and they haven't been in contact with anybody else except for this family core, which is living here. So what? now it makes no sense to keep them totally away from their grandparents. They haven't seen anybody else, so they can't bring anything here. How are you coping and what are you doing to cope? How are you, um, what are you doing on a daily basis to help relieve the stress and the associated anxiety that comes from being confined to your home? Basically, you're confined. Yeah, yeah we're trying to be creative with what we have here, right? Um, and what, what amazes me most is that actually right now, as we're all here, uh, things like TV, computer, tablet, and everything is not that interesting as it was before which is kind of ironic yeah. and a nice experience uh, because um, now they have us around them all day. And if you're a working mom, you always have to do work. You have, always have work first somehow. Mm -hmm. you see? I know every working mom knows that. You Absolutely. Your yes. job and your kids and you're always torn between the two. Juggle, juggle, and trying to do the yeah. best you can all the time. That in itself it's, is a pressure cooker. Exactly. And uh, so now we're here and they're totally um, enjoying us like 100%. And um, 
we're trying to entertain them in the garden. We have a garden, so that's that's really good for us. Luckily, we have this garden. Uh, so we started to um, build a vegetable garden for the little one. So she um, has her duties of uh, watering the plants, of having a look at uh, whether uh, they are growing or not. So that keeps her busy. And uh, my, older, uh, my older daughter is very creative. So this is a good thing. She uh, entertains herself, actually. She she paints a lot and, and she likes doing handcraft and everything. So she's quite busy all the time. It's mm. amazing without being in front of the TV or the computer. And that, that really amazes me most. So mm, That's terrific. Yeah, that's encouraging. Great. Do they yeah. understand what's going on? Do your two daughters, 12 and 5, do they understand what's really going on out there? I mean, do they see it, you know, is it just in their in their world? Because children kind of view things from, from their perspective, their mm-hmm. world. Or, you know, have they had an understanding that this is worldwide, this is everywhere going on right now? Yeah. Yeah, the, the older one, yes, she's 12. I mean, she... Um, she talks to her friends and so she she discusses that with us and her friends um on different levels of course it's quite interesting to to watch how she how she talks to us and to other people and then the smaller one um, we try to explain it um to her what's happening and and it was quite i don't know if you could say funny but um she she ran around the first days and told everybody that we had corona and that's why we weren't allowed to go out we we're like no no but the virus is everywhere and so now this is i think she, for her uh, the first days it was clear this virus is there it's it's more physical to to little children like it's walking around and attacking people so we're staying at home right. um, well we're trying to explain it but I don't know. The first days she was really, really, um, the first days she was really sad of not being able to see her friends, but now she got used to it. And I'm so surprised by how people simply get used to a new situation. Mm -hmm. The new normal. Yeah, it's the new normal. That's the thing, yeah. So with you personally, um, how has this affected you? And then what are you doing to help reduce your anxiety, your associated stress, and, and even to an effect, the boredom. Just the same as the kids. I'm busy with the kids all day, so it's not really boring. <laughs> you okay, can't get the mother. <laughs> um, then, of course, I have some, some things to do for school because we're uh, teaching online, more or less, um, not with Zoom or anything, but, um, uh, well, I'm, I'm in constant contact with my children, uh, with my uh, uh, students via email so um, I have to correct their texts of course send them back so that also uh, takes some boredom away but we try to go for walks or, or enjoy nature actually I mean That's I don't know if you, things. yeah and I don't know if you experience the same thing but here you see so many birds and hear them singing right now I think that's because of less traffic and less industry I mean with all the bad sides it has, this one good side is there too. Might make us think about how we how we deal with our uh, technologies after Absolutely. this is over. Yes, yes, because what is it right now that, that, two things, what do you miss most going through this? And what has this brought to the forefront? What kind of new perspectives are you getting from this? 
I think what I miss most is my friends, absolutely, because <laughs> I have a lot of dear friends and we meet constantly and we're just trying to, um, to find other ways right now of meeting. So this, this social contact is what I miss most, actually. My new perspectives, well, what, what I discovered is um, that staying focused here in the family is, is a good thing. So um, going back to these little things is something that really opens new perspectives for me. So this, 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 um, how could you say this? Becoming uh, less stressed out by having to move everywhere, by having to run around, because I don't know, in a normal, normal day, I, I have to go to work, hurry. I have to hurry to bring the children to a kindergarten, to school and everything. Everything's in a hurry. And right now I'm trying to, to uh, stay relaxed and calm. And that's something that I would like to take with me for the rest of, of my life. So to calm down a little um, and focus on very important things and leave the rest out because... Yes, it's the priority and what we're missing most and, and yeah. what is actually helping us now, being outside, nature, the sun, the air, yeah. uh, things yeah. that we would kind of take for granted and it was kind of pushed to the side yeah. because of our intense schedule and we're running and we're going, going, going. But now I know personally um, that is one of the priorities and of course my loved ones, um, those who I wish I could see more and, uh, you know, you can always text and you can, you know, so you do have the communication open, you do have the phone and, and everything, but there's just something about that connection. Humans are social creatures, you know, yeah. and we yeah. crave being together and being social and that connection. So in a way, I, I see this as a wake up call that I hope we, we, we heed. I hope that we, uh, we listen to, um, our souls right now is as we're discussing and we're talking yeah. about what's important to us, the priorities. And if you think about it, it's pretty basic stuff. I mean, it's the basics now. It's yeah. not doing all like the fancy shopping and the traveling and yeah, that's all good. But man, we're all missing the same thing. And it's that human connection. And it's so interesting how creative people are becoming. So, uh, my my friend, uh, I, I phoned with my friend this morning with my best friend from school. So we're friends for we've been friends for thirty years, and we're all, both mothers of, of little children right now. And she told me about a very nice idea that they had in their kindergarten group. So the kids can't meet, but they started to make some kind of a, is it a scavenger's hunt? Is that yes? The name? Yeah. So uh, as they all live in the same area, they started putting um, painted um, stones everywhere they walk around. So the kids that, that walk the same way and, and see the stones can put their own stones. So everybody knows, oh, she's been here or he's been here. And it's so creative. Um, the same goes for the alphabet. So they have to find trees where the alphabet is written oh, down. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, you see? That's so nice, and and that shows how creative parents and children get, and everybody is is becoming to stay in contact somehow, even if it's not a physical contact, but at least see okay, they are still there, so you still feel the presence of of the people you knew, mm -hmm. or you know, <laughs> we're still knowing each other. So. <laughs> I get what you're saying. So, if you were going to give a recommendation of your top three 
um, tips or suggestions to other women out there who are listening and watching about how to uh, maybe handle their situation that, that we're in, um, being in, you know, pretty much confined to our home as, as much as we possibly can. Um, what, what would your coping, your coping tips be? Well, my coping tips would be, um, first of all, listen, listen to yourself. So, so uh, take a second to, to meditate what is best for yourself. So what, what, what makes you feel relaxed or, or um, happy? So if it's having a cup of tea, uh, at the window watching the sky then do that if it's um, reading a good book then do that enjoy these times and, and give them more space in your everyday life I would say that's like one of the first um, things and it's essential because um, especially if you're a mother or if you're a partner to somebody or if you're in, in most of us are in some kind of a relationship with people mm -hmm. if you're fine and if you're um, happy this will influence the rest of the family I guess so it's important to to stay with yourself and, and focus on yourself from time to time and not trying to entertain everybody else but yes. take your time for yourself that would be the first um, advice I would give and the second would be still stay in contact with people so try other ways of communicating um, especially uh, I don't I mean I'm in a quite privileged situation because I have my family with me mm -hmm. um, but if, if you feel like you're alone and, and need somebody then then try to find out other creative ways of, of, of contacting people so mm -hmm. that your social life goes on somehow And the third one is, well, let's just stay healthy. Try yeah. to stay healthy as, as much as you can. Right. And, you know, um, self-care is not selfish. No. Self-care is a priority and yeah. it needs to be if, if you're going to be your best for others. So absolutely. Yeah. Daniela, thank you so much for taking the you're time. Um, I really welcome. appreciate connecting with you and speaking with you and, and listening to your experience and your wisdom. We hope you are safe and you are well and uh, we get through this. We're all in this together. The common thread throughout the globe is, is right now we're pretty much the majority of this world is experiencing this, this pandemic and um, yeah. we're going to come out stronger and I pray we come out wiser. Yes, me too. Thank you for, for inviting me. It was really nice talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful afternoon. Stay safe, and I hope we see you again soon.